and give praise to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's praise God for Lady Judy McAllister. Praise God for her. Lady May, let's praise God for her. Now clap your hands for your neighbor and give your neighbor an applause. Hallelujah. Sister Latanya Jackson has some guests that we didn't get a chance to recognize. Would you wave at us, guests of Sister Latanya Jackson? Let's praise God for them. <laughs> Psalm 119, verse 92. Unless your law had been my delight, I would then have perished in my affliction. Can anybody testify to that? Amen. Unless your law had been my delight, I would then have perished in my affliction. I want to talk about living through affliction. Am I talking to anybody today? Amen. Say it after me, please. Living, living. through affliction. Please be seated. 
can't tell you how happy I am to see all of you and what a joy it has been over these 45 years of pastoring to have had many of you with me all of those years and some of you a portion of those years. God has been good to us. And so we gather together again to worship him and to praise him. We want to welcome all of our guests and all of our visitors. We're so happy that you selected West Angeles today as your place of worship. And I believe in God that as we speak his word, that he's going to speak to your situation. The strength of a person is not revealed by how he or she functions when demands are low and when conditions are ideal. A person's ability to survive and to succeed are not determined by how that person deals with everyday life. Even the term survive indicates that an individual has confronted something that might well have taken him out, but he outlasted it and he outlived it. Strength and ability are manifested and developed when the burden is heavy and when the conditions are complicated and adverse. You can't become a great athlete. You can't become a great sea captain sitting in an easy chair in front of the television. There's not too much of anything you can become sitting in an easy chair in front of a television. A great athlete is revealed only after the most difficult opponents and contests have been endured and conquered. A great sea captain is revealed only after he has successfully stood at his command through many violent storms and violent attacks. In most areas of life, it's best to prepare for the worst. Earthquakes occur only occasionally, but you need to build a house that will outlast and stand the earthquake. Under normal circumstances, under everyday life, your house won't need to be that strong. But when the earthquake comes, your house will need to be strong. If you stay in an area where forest fires take place, buy a roof that is fire resistant. There won't be a fire every day. But when the fire comes, you'll have a better chance of surviving the fire. Save your money, as they say, for a rainy day. Every day won't be a rainy day, but one day a rainy day will come. And you'll be prepared for that rainy day. If you're prepared to deal, as the Bible says, with men on horses, then it'll be easier for you to deal with men on foot. Hallelujah. 
A person who builds up his body like mine. <laughs> who pushes beyond the normal limits. What are y'all laughing at? <laughs> who develops the ability to run four or five miles a day. That person will be able to deal with the everyday normal physical routine with much less difficulty than the person who develops just enough stamina to get by everyday stuff. And when a tough day comes and when disease or sickness attacks that strong, vital body, it'll be better able to withstand the trouble when the trouble comes. Prepare for the unexpected. Prepare for the difficult. If you expect to last and survive, you got to be ready for periods when there are going to be diminishing returns, when there's going to be a drought, when there's going to be scarcity, trouble, distress, and affliction. You've got to be ready to deal with the fact that we may get sick, we may be injured, we may have an automobile accident, the house may catch on fire. Sooner or later, we're going to die. We may lose our jobs. The money may run out. All of these things may happen. And we've got to mentally prepare for the worst if we're to really enjoy the best. Affliction is misery, suffering, trouble, torment, sickness. It is pain. It is distress. And affliction is a very unpleasant experience. And nobody, but nobody enjoys affliction. But all of us, I said all of us, will in one way or another inevitably face some kind of affliction. And it is during times of affliction that we are most likely to give up most likely to surrender, most likely to perish, most likely to commit suicide. And there are some people who are intimidated by the very idea of afflictions. They think of nothing else. They talk about nothing else. They pray about nothing else. They are obsessed with their afflictions. There are others who literally lose their minds in the midst of their afflictions. They become dysfunctional. They become neurotic. And then there are some who are defeated and finished by their afflictions. Even though they live on, they will not and cannot hope, and they cannot trust, and they cannot believe anymore. Their affliction drives all joy and all happiness from their lives. They perish emotionally and remain in their affliction until they perish physically. They're depressed by their afflictions. And you see, when you give up, it's over. When you surrender, it's over for you. You would have lived through it. You would have made it. But because you gave up, your situation becomes your tomb. You know, your body even knows when you give up. Tell your neighbor, don't give up. 
because when you give up, your body has a way of being affected by your mental and by your emotional life, and your body is less likely to survive. The plight of the writer who wrote the words of our text for today is very different from that of those whom I have described. The writer of our text says, I would have perished in my affliction unless your law had been my delight. I would have perished in my affliction. We don't know the nature of this man's affliction. It may have been a physical, an economic, an emotional, or a relational affliction. But he said, the reason I did not perish in my affliction is because I delighted in the law of God. The word delight in the Hebrew really means enjoyment or pleasure. And for this writer to study the word of God was not a responsibility. It was not a duty. It was a delight for him to study and know the word of God. He found joy in studying God's word. Meditating on God's word was one of the ways that he found pleasure. Those who read the word know that the more you read it, the greater and stronger your appetite grows for it. You read it not because you're supposed to read it, but you read it because you want to read it, and you need to read it. God's wisdom is revealed in God's word, and the wisdom of God is as high above that of men as are the heavens above the earth. God's foolishness is higher than our wisdom. We cannot know or even fathom the wisdom of God, but God reveals his wisdom in his word. His love, his power, his immutability, his dependability, his nature, his will are all revealed in the word of God. God counsels with us. God advises us in his word. God protects us and God sustains us with his word. And so let's explore today some of the ways that a delight in God's word will keep us from perishing. Let's delve into this and find out how studying and knowing God's word can prevent destruction and perishing in our lives. In the first place, the word of God gave our writer the ability to discern, to discriminate, and to find his way amid the darkness. The word of God will help you discern and discriminate and find your way in the midst of the darkness of life. Times of affliction are times of darkness. Trouble can cause a cloud of darkness to surround the individual. Darkness can overwhelm the mind so that the mind is filled with questions that one cannot answer. What did I do to deserve all that I'm going through? Why is this happening to me? Does God hate me? Has God forgotten about me? In the midst of afflictions, darkness can cover our relationships. And people who need you 
are sometimes neglected and blamed and abused. And people whom you need are sometimes rejected and abused. In the midst of afflictions, our relationships can be covered by a cloud of blackness. In times of affliction, one is sometimes at a loss as to what to do, what to say, which direction to turn in. Darkness can cover our concept of God and our awareness of the nature of God. And in many ways, this darkness can cause one to perish because he can't find his way out of it. But the psalmist said, I did not perish in the darkness. I did not perish in my affliction because God's word brought light to me. Psalm 119, 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. When you really get into the word of God, you start saying, oh, I understand. Oh, I see now. There's a reason for me to keep on going and to move ahead because the word of God gave me the insight. I know what this is all about now. In the second place, a delight in God's word will keep you from perishing in your affliction because the word of God will give you hope and faith that you will survive. Tell your neighbor, you will survive. There's so much in life that causes people to give up. Very prominent, very wealthy, very renowned, very known people who make others laugh all over the world, when they're confronted by their storms, sometimes they give up, throw in the towel, and walk away from life. But delight in God's word will keep you from perishing in affliction. Psalm 18, uh, Proverbs 18 and 14 says, The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness, but who can bear a broken spirit? Sometimes spirits are broken, but they don't have the word to rely upon. But the word of God will give our spirits hope, and the word of God will stop us from giving up. In Habakkuk 2 and 2, the prophet had been waiting on the fulfillment of a vision, and it had not happened. But the Lord came to him in God's word and said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but in the end it will not speak and will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold, the proud his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Oh, look over at your neighbor and say, live by faith. You're going to survive it. You're going to make it. God makes you an overcomer. Hallelujah. It gives our spirits hope. When you read the word of God, hope begins to rise up in your heart. And though the opposition is so great, you know in your spirit, God's going to bring me out. All right. Tell your neighbor, God is going to bring you out. All right. Come on and clap your hands. Give praise to the Lord. Mm. The Word of God 
can so minister to your spirit that you will have the capacity to outlast your affliction. I said you can outlast it. I said you can outlast it. You can outlast it. Psalm 27 and 13. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Somehow in my heart, in my spirit, I began to believe and trust God and know that God was going to bring me out and I just had enough hope and faith that I just kept on going when others were giving up and throwing in the towel. The Word of God says in Psalm 30 and 5, His anger is but for a moment, but His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. Or you may have cried some tears last night. You may have wet your pillow. You may have sobbed and cried, but God says it's just for the night. Joy is going to come in the morning. Oh, come on and tell your neighbor the word says joy is going to come in the morning. I, I, I know I can make it until the morning. I know I can hold on until the morning. Joy is going to come. And so I'm trusting the word of Almighty God. I'm going to be brought out of this. A change is on the way. Galatians 6, 9, let us not grow weary in well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Don't get tired. Don't get weary. Keep on holding on. Keep on trusting God. That's the word of God. Hallelujah. In due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Don't you dare give up. Don't you dare throw in the towel. Don't you dare say it's over for you. It's not over until God says it's over. And God says it ain't over. He that hath begun a good work in you shall perform it until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Is anybody getting some help in here? A delight in God's word will keep you from perishing because God's word will build up your spiritual and emotional health and strength. I said you won't perish if you delight in God's word because the Bible will build up your spiritual, mental, and emotional health and strength. A healthy person can take a whole lot more than a weak and feeble person can. The Word of God is soul food. It provides you with the tools that you need to survive. People who love and know the Word of God have an ability to endure when others are falling. I said people who know the Word of God have an ability to endure and succeed when other people are failing and falling by the way. 2 Timothy 3.16 All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. If you don't know the scripture, you're not equipped. If you, if you don't know the word of God, you're not prepared. You're, you're not ready. But if you know the word of God, you can ward off every attack. You can ward off every season of storms and trouble that may come your way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Peter 2 and 1. 
the Bible says, therefore, laying aside all malice, all guile, all hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Listen, the word will help you grow. And when you're grown, you can deal with stuff a whole lot better than you can when you are a child. And I see somebody growing in the power and the strength of the word of Almighty God. And then Deuteronomy 8 and 3. Y'all mind if I read the word? The Bible says, so he troubled you and allowed you to hunger. And then he turned around and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you to know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Listen, you might not have the material things and the physical things of life, but when you've got the word of God, you'll survive, you endure by every word that comes from the mouth of Almighty God. And just as a healthy, balanced diet and a vigorous exercise program will result in a physical body that will endure stress and strain, so the spirit is built up by the word of God and able to endure trials and able to endure affliction. Don't mess with somebody who's built up by the word of God. Don't you bother somebody who is strengthened by the power of God's word. Don't you decide you're going to come against somebody who's trusting in God's word because God's word will bring them through every time. Every time. They know some moves. They know some responses. They know some actions that you don't know anything about because the word of God enables us to endure adversity because it instructs us in the tactics and the weapons of survival. You're talking about some Holy Ghost judo and some Bible karate. If you know the Word of God, the Word of God will bring you through. The Word of God will bring you out. Listen to what the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 10 and 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity through the obedience of Christ. Listen, the word of God will help you pull down the strongholds of the enemy. Not only will you be a defensive Christian, but you'll take the offense. You'll go against the spirit. The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Are there any forceful believers? The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. All you've got to do is speak the word. I said all you've got to do is speak the word. Jesus spoke the word to the devil when the devil came against him. And finally, after three attempts, the devil put his tail between his legs, went on about his business, and Jesus walked on in victory. If you resist the devil with the word of God, he'll flee from you. Are there any resistors in the house? Oh, come on and give God praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. 
If you know the word of God, you become acquainted with the principles and instructions that are revealed in the word of God that show you how to cope and how to strategize and how to handle your mind and handle your emotions so that you can deal with the worst that might come your way. Listen, if you can get your mind together, if you can get your heart together, if you can get yourself together. Listen, sometimes it's not even a storm. It's not even trouble. You just think it's trouble and you fall in the pot, losing it. But when you know the word of God and when you're rooted in the word of God, just say, hell, bring it on, bring it on. Come on, come on, I'm ready. I'm ready. God's gonna bring me through this. God, God's gonna bring me out. If you can focus your mind, take your mind off what you're going through what you might go through, what people are doing to you, replace that negative thought with a powerful, positive thought. You'll take a giant step ahead if you can just decide in your spirit, I'm not going to talk about what my enemies are doing. I'm, I'm not going to worry about people who hate me. I'm, I'm not, I don't care about folk talking about me. That does not hurt. I'm going to make it in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Listen to what the Apostle Paul said in Philippians 4 and 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Focus your mind not on what Sally Sue said about you, not what John did to hurt you, not what Mary told somebody a lie on you. Focus your mind on things that are beautiful. Focus your mind on things that are good. Focus your mind on the Word of God. Focus your mind. Focus your mind. Focus your mind on the Word of God. Hallelujah. The Word of God will keep you from falling. It will help you survive because the Word of God will show you how to gain access to power. I said the Word of God will show you how to gain access to power. I said the Word of God will show you how to gain access to power and to bring that ultimate power to bear in your situation and in your life. It's possible to supercharge your life. Oh, I wish I had a praying church in here. I said it's possible to supervise or to supercharge your life. I heard Jesus say, behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. I give you power to tread on serpents and on scorpions. And if you receive the Holy Ghost, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, and unto the uttermost part of the world. Come on and tell your neighbor, I've got access to power. Or oh, tell somebody else, I've got access to power. Oh, bless the name of God. Oh, bless the name of God. The centurion had trouble and distress coming into his life. It had invaded his very family. Hallelujah. But that centurion went to Jesus and said, Lord, I did not even want to ask you to come to my house. Hallelujah. I've got access to your power. I'm a man of power myself. 
I tell one to go and I tell another one to come and all you've got to do is just say the word and my servant will be healed. Lift up your hand and say, Lord, all you have to do is say the word and my miracle will take place. Come on and praise him, the word of God. I said the word of God has a power all by itself. I said the word of God has a power all by itself. Creation took place when God said, let there be, and flowers started blooming, planets started whirling, sun started shining, water started flowing. People began to walk the face of the earth just because God said, let there be. And God gives us authority to speak his mighty word. We can speak it over our situation. We can speak it over our needs. We can speak it over our problems. We can speak it over our afflictions. And when we speak the word in the name of Jesus, something has got to happen. Oh, bless the name of God. The Bible says in Isaiah 55 and 11, so my word that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it will prosper in the thing for which I send it. Oh, bless the name of God. The Bible says the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Tell three people, speak the word. Speak it. Speak it over your situation. Speak it over your sickness. Speak it over your poverty. Speak it over your enemies. He prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. If a man's ways please the Lord, he'll make even his enemies to be at peace with him. Speak it and believe it and decide in your mind, I'm going to make it. Tell your neighbor because of the word, I'm going to make it. I will survive. I will overcome. I will power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you you've got power over all the power of the enemy and as I said last week it might hurt you but it won't harm you tell your neighbor neighbor it might hurt you but it won't harm you yes yes Yes, yes, I heard Jesus say, I heard Jesus say, Lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the age. You can make it. You might get thrown in the fire, 
but talk to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were bound and they were thrown into the fire. But the king came back to see what had happened. And he saw four men instead of three men. And he said, did not I throw three men bound into the fire? But now I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire. And they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth one, the form of the fourth one looks just like the Son of God. Tell your neighbor the fourth one is in the room. The fourth one is here right now. The fourth one is going to bring us through. The fourth one is going to bring us out. Yes, 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 yes. Clap your hands, clap your hands. Let me tell you something else. Not only do you have the fourth one, you've got the third day. I said the Bible tells you about the fourth one, but it also tells you about the third day. And you've got a third day that's on the way in your life. Jesus was crucified on the cross, nails in his hands, in his feet. A crown of thorns was crushed down on his skull, but he stayed there. The first day, he stayed there. The second day, but on the third day morning, Jesus got up by the power of Almighty God. Oh, bless the name of God. I just came to tell you, it might not happen on the first day. Might not happen on the second day. But oh, the third day, the third day is on the way. It may not be a 24-hour day, but hold on child of God, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up on wings like eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. Hold on. Hold. I'm coming out. Coming out of this sorrow, coming out of this distress, coming out of this sickness, coming out of this trial. Yes! Yes! Hallelujah! 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 worse 
the life could impose on him. He went to it and he went through it. And he came out on the other side. When he got to the other side, he turned around, looked back and said, Death, where's your sting? Grave, where's your victory? I'm he that was dead and now I'm alive and I'm alive forevermore. And all power in heaven and in earth is given unto me. How you like me now, Death? How do you like me now, Grave? On the other side, the angels rejoice. The disciples rejoice because of what they saw. I see you standing on the other side. I see you on the other side of your trial. I see you on the other side of your affliction. I see you on the other side of your trouble. And hey, how you like me now? You hit me with your verse. But God brought me out. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is going to come in the morning. Hallelujah. Can you rejoice? Can you praise him? Can you believe it by faith? Can you thank God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So just lift up your hands and receive it. Receive it. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Claim it in the name of Jesus. Claim your victory. Claim your deliverance. Claim your power. Claim your strength. God, you're going to bring me through this. You're going to bring me out of it. I'm not going to praise you like I'm in the trouble. I'm going to praise you as if you had already brought me out of the trouble. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to thank you. I'm going to magnify you. Come on and praise him. I dare you to do it. I dare you. Get up, get up, get up, and begin to praise him. Thank him for what you need him to do. Thank him for what you expect him to do. Thank him for what you believe him to do. Every word of God shall come to pass. Praise him in advance. Thank him in advance. Magnify him. I speak to depression. I speak to anxiety. I speak to poverty. I speak to broken hearts. I speak to confused spirits. I speak to depressed people. In the name of Jesus, I cast out everything that comes against you. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In Jesus' name, be delivered in the name of Jesus. Be set free in the name of Jesus. Turn left and take one step. Turn left and take one step. Take one more step. Take one more step. And tell your neighbor, I just walked out of my trial and into my victory. In the name of Jesus. 
to shout the victory. Does anybody have the nerve to do like you're going to do when the Lord delivers you? Does anybody have the nerve to do a dance of victory, a victory dance in this place? Come on, shout if you want to.